Thanks for joining us for the latest message at Island Church. We're going we're gonna to push on here with our, our teaching here on, on the leading of the Spirit of God, the Spirit-led life. Amen. Now, is anyone in here getting anything from this series that's been here since we've been teaching it? Amen. Because I'm telling you, church, this is a, a, a series that we have to learn. We have to get it on the inside of us. I'm telling you, it's probably one of the most important topics we can ever cover in the church. Why? Because we, we live in a new covenant or a better covenant based on better promises, according to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. Amen. We got to understand how the Lord desires to do things in us and through us. Why? Because it's quite different than it is through the Old Testament. Amen. We need to know how the Lord desires to lead us. Amen. Why? Because this is where we get to that place where we don't, we don't seek just men. Amen. We won't just seek out a certain man or a gifted man. You won't go to a place to seek a city. Amen. To find his presence or to find an answer for things. Amen. We don't, how many of y'all know we don't need a go-between? Amen. We don't need to go between anymore to come to get into the presence of the Father. No, all we got to do is, is boldly come into the throne of grace where we can find mercy and grace to help us in a time of need. You don't have to go through a man anymore. Amen. I'm telling you, church, that's good news. Why? Because you can't always find a man. Amen. But I'm telling you, we can always find the Holy Spirit. Why? Because look, if you look straight down, he's right here. Amen. If we've been born again, he, he dwells on the inside of us. He's making us his temple. Amen. And this is, this is that place where we need to submit ourselves to and understand how he desires to lead us and how he doesn't desire to lead us. Amen. But if this be the case, if this is the case on, on that we don't have to seek man, why are there denominations? Why are there different sects of Christianity that teach us that you need to go to a man? Amen. Why that you need to go to a certain place? Why, why are there places that teach these things instead of just allowing the Spirit of God to reveal himself to us as the greatest teacher that he is? Amen. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that well, there's two reasons. Amen. The first reason is, amen, although, although most Christians, we love God. Amen. We love to commune with him. We love to worship him. We want to receive him. We want to receive revelation from us. But, but I'm telling you, church, there's a real tendency in the church to be lazy. Hmm? There's a real tendency in the church to be lazy. And if it's not that we're lazy, there's a real tendency for us to desire people to do things for us. Amen. Instead of us jumping in and doing things ourselves. Amen. You know, finding things out for ourselves. You know, I was talking to I was talking to, to pastors Jason and Nadine, who are associate pastors down there in Dundalk, and, and I, I was chatting with them when I was down there eating dinner with them on Tuesday, and, and, and we started talking about their, their wee boy, because their wee boy is he's such a cutie. I love that little boy, Harley, but, but he's getting to that place where he's really getting close to walk, amen? So, so what was he doing? He, he went up to the bathtub, and he pulled himself up on the bathtub and started looking in, because he loves to take a bath, amen? So he, so he was checking. I said, whoo, I said, that boy, I said, he's, get, he's getting close. He's going to be running around this house. I said, you better, you better get ready. And they said, yeah, they better get ready. And I said, you know, you know, the, you know, the funny thing is, you know, the funny thing is with children, I said, you know, most, 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 uh, most uh, people, most doctors, most people that study children say that, that, you know, most kids will walk between six and 18 months, I believe it is. Amen. But see, just because a child doesn't walk between six and 18 months doesn't necessarily mean that, that something's wrong or they're doing something wrong. You say, why is that? Because children are different. Amen. I mean, you know, people are different. 
I mean, we do things differently. Don't, don't allow society, don't allow people to place labels on you because people do things differently. You know, it's the same thing with my children. I, lo- I love talking about my kids, especially when one of them's not in here. But listen, you know, one of them over here, listen, he was very independent. Listen, when he was a, a wee thing, as quick as he could get up and know that he could take off on his own, listen, he wanted to walk. So, so at a very young age, Lane was looking, trying to figure out how to walk. Why? So, so when you weren't walking, he could hit, or when you weren't paying attention, he'd open up the door and take off, go check out the cow. Go check out the tank. Go, go walk in the woods by our house out in the country. I mean, it, I mean, it was almost irritating how independent that boy wanted to be. But see, on the flip side of that, we have Jetta. Amen. And Jetta, man, he, he's a cuddler. Amen. He's a, he's a cuddler. Now, now, he would probably never would have walked, amen, if you didn't start teaching him how to do it. You say, why is that? Because he'd rather be in your hands. He'd rather be carried around. But I'm telling you, church, you know those, those things that you carry a baby around in? If we could fit Jetta in that, I mean, I'm telling you, if we could walk around with him, you know, straddling around you. Why? Because he's a lover. I mean, he's a lover. He loves the color. He wants to be close with you. That, that's his personality. But, but listen, just because that's his character, that doesn't mean that he does something wrong and Lane does something right. No, they just do things differently. Amen. They just do differently. They just do things differently. But, but the same goes, listen, with the, with, with, with the kingdom of God. Listen, if we, if we aren't into that place where we will teach people how to seek his presence, teach people how to get into his presence, teach people how to be led by the spirit. Listen, church, people aren't going to do it. Amen. People aren't going to do it. Amen. Just like we had to teach kids how to walk, teach them how to go to the toilet, teach them how to do all kinds of different things. We got to do the same thing in the kingdom. Amen. Why? Because if we don't do it, listen, church, many people aren't going to step into it. Amen. Not because they're desiring to do things wrong. Amen. It's just they're different. Amen. And we got, we got to help people along. We got to teach these things. This is why we're one of the reasons why we're gathered together today. We're, we're teaching the word of God, allowing things to get birthed on the inside of us. Amen. Which is, which is good. Praise the Lord. But the second reason, the second reason would lead me into why people teach that you have to go and do another man or do a place to seek out the things of God. I'm going to tell you, church, listen, they're, 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 if we are willing, I'll put it to you that way, if we are willing to give up our rights, if we're willing to give up our privileges, if we're willing to give up our inheritances, church, I'm going to tell you, there are people that will take it. There are people that will take advantage of it. There are people that, that will receive those things. Amen. So we, we cannot allow those things. And listen, church, I'm not saying these things like I don't like leadership. Listen, church, I'm in leadership. I've been in leadership for most of my life in, in one aspect or another. I'm thankful for leadership. I believe in submitting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those type people. Listen, church, I believe in submission. I believe in, I believe this is what produces growth on the inside of us. I believe if you want to walk in authority in the things of God, you need to place yourself under authority. I believe those things. But listen, I believe in scriptural submission. I believe we don't just submit to the man, we submit one to another. Amen. I believe in scriptural, biblical sense only, not some kinky, not some kinky authoritative dictatorship like like most people want to receive. The only reason those things can take place is because we permit it. It's because we permit it. Amen. But we're not going to permit that around here. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Go, go with me here to, to 1 John chapter 2. Let, let, me, let, me, um, let me just hit on that here for a second. In 1 John chapter 2, what verse is that there, Lord? 
Here, here, in, uh, yeah, here in verse 25, I'll start there. It says, and this is the promise which he hath promised us, even eternal life, even this Zoe life, the God kind of life. He goes, these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Concerning them that seduce you. Now, now what's he talking about? He's talking about men and women that come into the church, into the body, because well, who's this letter written to? It's written to the church, right? He said, I'm writing to you about people that desire to come in and seduce you, to lead you off path. Now, if you'll jump back over here to, to verse 18, it is, you know, we would talk, we, he'll tell us who he's talking about that seduces us. He says, little children, and, this, and it is the last time, as you have heard, that the Antichrist shall come. Even now, there is many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. He's saying, listen, who seduces us? It is that Antichrist. It's not talking about the Antichrist that's coming, amen, in the, in the, in the tribulation that's coming. No, this is talking about the Antichrist spirit that is rampant upon the world right now. You say, what is an antichrist spirit? It's a spirit that does anything antichrist, amen? Anything against Christ, anything against his church, anything against his word. And he, and, and John, it was already prevalent. This was written somewhere around uh, 85 to 95 AD. It was already prevalent in the church age then, amen? It's still prevalent now, amen? I'd say even much more so now. And John was given the warning. He says, listen, he goes, these things I have written to you concerning them that seduce you, the ones that are trying to really uh, lead you astray, these antichrist spirits that are coming in amongst the people that are trying to get you away from the things of God, away from healing, away from correct doctrine, away from spiritual leadership, away from the church, away from Jesus, amen, and get you into the place of doing things the way you want to do it. Amen. He says, but the anointing in verse 27, but the anointing, this is the, the power of God coming upon you, the anointing, Holy Spirit himself, which you have received of him, of Jesus, it goes abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it hath been taught to you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before his coming. I'm telling you, church, this is what a powerful word there. He says, as he abides in you, it goes abide in him. Don't back up. You know, abide in him. Dwell in him. Seek him out in everything you're doing. Why? Because when he comes, then we won't be ashamed. Amen. I'm telling you, church, this is my desire that, that when Jesus, when Jesus, you know, calls the trump, listen, he didn't come up and say, oh, Ryan, you know, oh, boy, we're going to have to have a talk. No, a talk. no I, I want him to say, oh, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. I want, I want him pleased with what we're doing here on this earth. Amen. Why? Because we're his body. Amen. This is, this is where all of the church should be. Amen. But listen, if we go back up here to verse 27, this is, this is really the point I was trying I want to make here. So let me read this out of the, out of, out of, uh, out of the let's, let's read this out of, out of the New Living here. The New Living says, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. And so don't and so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Amen. See, many people use this, use this verse here to, to justify their rebellion. They, they use this verse to justify their rebellion, why, why they don't need to submit to spiritual authority, why they don't need to be in the church, or, or whatever reason they may have. But listen, church, this is the exact 
antichrist spirit that, that John's talking about. Amen. You know, listen, listen. He, he, John is not talking to the church saying, listen, don't have people teach you any things. That, that, that's not what he's saying. Church, he's teaching the church right here, right now. He's not saying don't listen to teachers. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you, when the teacher goes forth and begins to speak them things, it needs to line up with the teacher that's on the inside of you. Amen. Why? Because we have the teacher on the inside of you. So when things get, get spoken out of people's mouth, we need to allow the teacher on the inside to say, yep, that's him. Nope, kick that to the curb. Yes, that's right. Or no, that's not right. Yes, that's gossip. No, that's something that's a warning that I need, that I need to grab a hold of. Listen, church, why we have the teacher on the inside of us. Listen, church, you have the greatest teacher you could ever desire to have. He's living on the inside of us. It's not that we don't need people teaching like Adrian or myself or Dermot or my pastor. No, no. We need those teachers, but listen, it has to line up with the teacher that's on the inside of us, right? Has to line up with the teacher that is on the inside of us, amen, if we're going to do the things that the Lord has us to do. You say, why is that? We'll scroll on back up to, to, to verse 20. What does verse 20 says? But you have an unction from the Holy, from the Holy One. Mm. How many of y'all know you have an unction from the Holy One? It says you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. You have a leading. You have a leading on the inside of you. That, and it says you have a leading from the Holy One on the inside of you. He says, and you know all things. How many of you know all things in here? Hmm? Amen. So we may not know, know thing, all things in the natural. Amen. We can know all things by the Spirit. Amen. Everything that the Holy Ghost, why? Because Holy Ghost knows everything. See, Holy Ghost is not, is not weaker than the Father. He's not weaker than Jesus. You know, I always think about this because I guess this is the way I thought when I first got brought into Christianity, that you have the Father and he's number one. You have Jesus, he's number two. And you have Holy Spirit, he's number three. And, you know, whatever he does, who knows, you know. But that's not the case at all. You have the Father, you have Jesus, and you have Holy Spirit. They are three in one. They are God. There's not, there's not one that's over the other. One submits himself to the next one, and then one submits himself to the other one. Amen. But they, but they are not inferior to one another. Hmm? No, they are God. Amen. We have God, the living God on the inside of us. That will not only teach you all things, he knows all things and he can tell you all things. Amen. He can tell you all things, which I'm telling you is absolutely powerful. We just got to get to that place where we tune ourselves into where we can hear it. Hmm? So you got the one that knows all things. Well, I don't know all things. Well, because listen, we got, we got to shift our posture to where we can begin to hear it. We can hear him when he starts speaking to us. You say, you say, how do we do that? Listen, you got to tune yourself in, amen. Kind of like you know, any y'all had those TVs that had those little you know antennas that you had to move, and it could it could start drawing in reception, amen. You tuned it into where the, the reception came clear. When I, when we lived out in that little country house when Lane was born, listen, I wanted to put a satellite out there because you couldn't get any TV reception, and I didn't have a compass. So what I do, I just went up and I drilled and I stuck the thing on the side of the house, and I, and I knew which way was north or south, whichever direction it was supposed to be going. And I started going real slow trying to move move that satellite in direction. Why? Because, you know, there was a receiver on the bottom when the receiver was there, it started beeping and when, when you came close. Amen. So, so I was sitting there moving it real nice and slow and it started going beep, beep, and then, and then beep, 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 and then it started getting beat to it, it just became one tone. Beep, 
sheep. And what did that mean? I was right on target. Listen, church, this is the way we need to get with Holy Spirit. See, a lot of us, we're not even hearing the beep right now. It's not because he's not in you. It's because we're not tuned into him. Amen. We, we need to get to that place where you're slowly hearing that beep. You're slowly hearing his leading, slowly hearing his guidance. And then it needs to become closer and closer and closer. Why? So he can reveal all things that he desires for us to do. Amen. That he can reveal. You say, well, how do we do that? Listen, you just make small adjustments in your life. Amen. What well, is that? Church, we need to pray. Amen. That's not preacher talk. This is, this is, this is, you know, brother and sister talk. Amen. We need to pray. Amen. We need to pray in our understanding and we need to pray in the spirit. I mean, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, I will encourage you. Let, you know, come to me. I will teach you on these things. You need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit so we can pray in other tongues. Why? Because this is, this is the Holy Spirit praying through you. We need to, we need to grab a hold of it. You want to get intimate with him? You got to do things the way he wants it done. Amen. He gave us a free gift that's only for the church age. We need to pray. We need to pray in the spirit. Church, we need to study his word. Amen? Why? Because then we'll know the Holy Ghost will never leave us outside of his word. How do we know he won't leave us outside of his word if we don't know what the word says? Amen? We need to get ourselves planted in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. Amen? That allows the Holy Ghost to move. That allows his culture, amen, to come in the church. We need to allow these things to take place. Why? Because this is how he desires to do things, not the way I desire to do things. It's the way he desires to do things. Amen? So listen, church, we're talking, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit, how to get led by the Holy Spirit, how, how do we tap into that thing, that person, that man, um, not man, but that spirit, the Holy Spirit that knows all things. How do we tap into that? Amen. We got we to learn how to be led by the Spirit, how he will lead us and how he doesn't lead us. I'm telling you, outside the salvational message, church, this is not only the most basic teaching you can receive, it is the most important message you can receive. Why? Because you won't be able to know how to operate on anything else until you understand how Holy Ghost is going to lead you to do things. Amen? We got to understand how he desires to lead us. Why? Because he'll lead us into all truth. Isn't that what John chapter 16 says? Amen? John chapter 16, verse 13 says that he will lead us into all truth. But before that, he said, it is expedient. It is, it is necessary. I need to do this in a hurry. I need to leave out of this place and leave here. Why? Because if I don't leave here, I can't give you Holy Spirit. I can't give you the comforter. Now listen, this is Jesus himself coming saying, listen, if I, if I don't leave out of here, I can't give you the Holy Spirit. Now I would think, no, Jesus, I think it'd be a lot better for you to be here walking side by side with me. But that's not what he thought. That's not what he thought. He said, it's a lot better for me to leave this place. Why? Because Jesus could only, he only could minister to a certain amount of people. He could only do a certain amount of things. He could only do a certain thing. But listen, church, when, we, when he left this place and he poured out Holy Spirit upon each and every one of us, listen, church, we have the fullness of God now on the inside of us. You don't have to, to go seek the man. Amen. You don't have to go to Jesus to get your hands laid on. No, no all you got to do is seek on the inside of you and allow his goodness to begin to flow from you. Amen. How many of y'all know that Jesus, he didn't come down here and minister as God here on this earth. Huh? Now he was fully God and he was fully human. He came down here as the son of man on this earth. Amen. You say, why is that? He came down here as man here on this earth, not showing us what God could do here on this earth, but showing what God in correct relationship with man in correct relationship with his God could do here on this earth. Amen. You say, why is that? That's why he didn't do one miracle until, until, the, until the Holy Ghost came upon him. Why? Because it was the Holy Ghost operating through him to do everything that he did. This is the only way that you 
you can do what Jesus said you could do. Is do you know? He said, I'm calling you to the same works I do. You're going to do them as, as well. You're going to do greater things than these because I go into the Father. Why? Because when he goes to the Father, you get the Holy Spirit, the same exact God, the same exact spirit that Jesus had and was working all these miracles here on this earth. Oh, church. You ought to be a little bit more excited about that. Amen. You have the same power that Jesus had. Amen. You, we just got to get to that place of knowing how to tap into it. Amen. We need to learn how to yield unto it. Amen. To when Holy Ghost desires to do something, we are able to let him flow through us. Amen. You know, some people say, well, pastor, all I need, all I need is the word of God and all I need is faith. I don't know about all this Holy Ghost business. I don't know about all this stuff. And I'm going to tell you, church, if we, don't, if we don't get that place where we align into how the Holy Ghost desires to do things, church, you're never going to be able to apply the word. You're never going to be able to apply the faith under your life. You say, what, what do you mean by that? Listen, how many of y'all know that, that, that healing's already been purchased for us? Right. So listen, I have a pastor friend of mine who I'm very close with. And, and this guy has amazing miracles flowing through his ministry. Powerful, powerful man of God. Amen. I love this man. But listen, several years back, he had he had a really great pain on, on his lower tract, on his di- uh, digestive tract. Amen. So what do you do? Just like just like any of us would do. We begin to pray. We begin to seek out, seek out the things of God. Amen. Start confessing the word of God, allowing, you know, allowing the Holy Ghost to work on it. Stand in faith. You know, He's just standing, 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 standing. Well, about two or three days went by, and he ended up he ended up in bed, curled up in a ball, and he's still saying his confessions. He's he's still doing everything that he knew how to do. And he he sat there and he rolled up and said, "Listen, listen, Lord, you you are gonna have to take this. Is gonna kill me. I cannot take this pain anymore. You're gonna have to do something about it." And the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, "You need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. Why is that? Why? Because your appendix is about to burst." He was like, no, Lord, I'm, I will stay here and I will win this. He says, if you do not get up and go to the hospital, you will die. And he said, okay. So he picked himself up, had his wife take him to the hospital. They did immediate surgery. Everything was, everything was good. And you say, you say, well, oh, my Lord, don't, I thought you preached healing. I thought this is the thing. Don't we stand in faith? Yes, yes, we, we stand in faith. Yes, but we need to know how to apply faith to our life. We need, a lot of, uh, need to know how to apply the word into our life. And when we're missing, church, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit will tell us when we're missing out something. I mean, why didn't he get healed? I don't know why he got he- didn't get healed. I don't know if it, if it was the pain that, was, that caused him to, to not be able to stand in faith. I don't know what it is. It really doesn't matter. The point I'm trying to make is if he didn't ask the Lord, Holy Spirit would never have told him, listen, you're failing right here. You're going to die. Get your butt up and go to the hospital. Quit being stubborn. Amen. And listen, what did he do? He got up and he's still alive this day. Amen. He still preaches healing today. He still lays his hands on the sick today. He still pushes back COVID when it comes. Listen, church. Why? Because it didn't change anything he believed. But listen, church, if, we, if we're going to be stubborn enough to think we have it all figured out and everything's perfect, and listen, you need, you need to have Holy Spirit to, to show us when things aren't exactly the way we think they are. Amen? Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen? I'm telling you, Holy Spirit's good. Listen, in Romans 8, 14, it tells us what? Scripture we're going to have memorized by the time we get done with this. As many that are led by the Spirit of God, it says they are the sons of God. We know that that word sons there, it's a Greek word, weos. It means the mature children. Amen. So the, the Passion Translation tells us what? The mature sons of God are the ones who are led by the impulses of Holy Spirit are led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Listen, church, we're going to have to come to this place where we, where we start changing how we describe mature Christians. 
Amen. See that church for 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 years. We all said, "Oh man, you know, just, you know, Johnny boy, he has he has he has gray hair, man. He's mature." No, that's not what makes him mature. Hmm? What makes him mature is, is is his ability to be led by the Spirit of God. Is he perfect? Not necessarily. Am I perfect? Not necessarily. Amen. But what, what makes someone mature? Oh, it's because they've been saved for 50 years. It's because they, you know, they have you know, X amount of scriptures memorized. Man, that's a mature Christian. <laughs> now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're a mature Christian. The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us. Amen. Mature sons of God are the ones that are led by the Holy Spirit. Led by every impulse of the Holy Spirit. They're sensitive to Holy Spirit in everything they're doing. Now, when you get sensitive to him, listen, church, you're going to get to learn the word really well. Amen. You'll be end up being saved for a long time. These things will come, but we got to get these things right. You say, why is that important? Because listen, church, if we don't get these things figured out, this is why the church has gone into this place where we've started putting intellectual leaders in the position of authority in churches. And I'm telling you, that has caused a lot of problems. You say, why has that caused a lot of problems? Because if people don't know how to be led by the Spirit of God, you can't teach other people how to be led by the Spirit of God. So what happens? You end up building intellectualized churches, amen, that what happens? They get in fear of the move of the Spirit. They get in fear of Holy Spirit. And what they do? They start giving them the, the, or the left foot. You know, give him the, the left foot of fellowship and kick him out of the church. Amen. That's why we don't do these things. We can't yield on these things. we got to do things the way the Lord desires it. we got we got to submit ourselves unto his culture. I mean, I know the culture of the church looks quite different than the culture of the world. Amen. We, we, need, to, we need to submit ourselves unto it. Now, how do we do that? We figure out how he wants to lead us. Hmm? We got to figure out how Holy Spirit desires to lead us. Why? Because he will lead us in different ways. I like to break this down in three different categories, right? Of how the Holy Spirit will lead us, how he sometimes will lead us, and how he will not lead us. Amen. How I many know God will always lead us by his Holy Spirit? Always. If you're bought, born again, you know, a child of the most high God, he will always, 100% of the time, lead you by his spirit. Now, here, here in a few weeks, we'll get into the specifics of how that takes place. But, we need, but it's best for us to know how sometimes he will lead us and how he won't lead us so we, can just, so we know keenly how he will lead us. You say, how, how will he sometimes? Sometimes he'll lead us by visions. Sometimes he'll lead us by dreams. Amen. But listen, church, he'll never leave us, lead us by prophets. He'll never lead us by the fleeces. He'll never lead us by giftings, gifts of the Spirit. He'll never lead you by your own mental ascent. Why? Because your mind is at war with him. He's never going to lead you by your thoughts or your intelligence. He's going to lead you by his spirit. Amen. Why? Because that's why he told us he's going to lead us. Amen. So we need, to, we need to submit ourselves into that. So listen, church, gifts of the spirit. Like I said, we will talk about these here in a couple months to come, amen. We'll get in depth on these things and have a good teaching on it so we understand how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, amen. But in 12, 13, and 14, we see in chapter 12, verse 11, that all the gifts of the Spirit are as the Spirit wills. Amen. You can't force these things into action. These things can't be pushed into action. It's always how Holy Spirit desires to do something. Amen. Now, what, now what are these gifts of the Spirit? We know we can break them up into three different categories as well. We have the revelation gifts. That is the word of wisdom. That is the word of knowledge. That is discerning of spirits. You say, well, what in the world are those? Well, just real quickly, you know, a word of knowledge is what is revealing the facts in the mind of God. Amen. It's something that, that God knows that's going on right now. Amen. He'll reveal that to you. Why? 
what? By the Holy Spirit. Amen? A word of wisdom. What is that? Is the divine purpose in the intents or the divine purpose in the mind and the will of God. No, it is things that, that could happen, could happen in the future, amen, that, that have the potential to take place or not to take place. And he can reveal those things unto you, amen, by a simple word. We got discerning of spirits. What is that? It's not being able to tell if people are good or bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean these, are, these are not natural things, church. These are supernatural things. What is discerning of spirits? It's where the Lord unveils the spiritual realm. He pulls back the veil of the spiritual realm, allows you to see into the spiritual realm. This is where people see, you know, demons or they see angels or, or people that have seen Jesus. What, what, what is that? They're, they're, they're seeing in the spiritual realm. Why? Because angels are in here right now. You can't see them. Why? Because we're in the natural realm. But see, if Holy Ghost brings that back through, opens up your eyes, just like the prophet did to his servant, you know, he said, listen, all of our worries are a lot more than theirs. Why? Look, look at them. Oh, Lord, open up his eyes so we can see them all. And, and the angels were filled out around them. Listen, church, you know, there's empty seats, and they're not empty. And I'm telling you, we have angels out here. That they love the word apparently a lot more than people do. Amen. And they'll come in this place, and they'll hear the things that are going on. Why? Because they, they love to worship him. Amen. Actually, the word says they're learning from us on how to, on how to do some of these things. Hmm? We have the power gifts. You got three power gifts. What is that? That is special faith. It is fair. Yeah, special faith, which is not which is not natural faith. It is not saving faith. Amen. No, it's a faith of Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, being released through you to what? Usually a miracle comes on the backside of it. Amen. Something that you don't have the ability to believe God for, but Holy Ghost does. Amen. You have working of miracles. You have the gifts of healing. Amen. We have the third one, which is the utterance gifts or the spoken gifts, which we see quite a bit in this church. It's, it's prophecy, prophetic words, and unction coming from Holy Spirit to people. Amen. Being, speaking on God's behalf. It is tongues and interpretations of tongues. Amen. Which are, when they are combined together, are an equal with prophecy. Amen. Which are powerful things. Listen, church, we need to begin to believe God for these things. Don't be scared of them. We, the Bible tells us, believe God for them. Amen. Desire these things. Desire to prophesy. Desire these things to, to operate in your life. Amen. But listen, church, these things are not here to, here to guide us. Amen. Holy, yeah, I thought you said these things are all from the Holy Spirit. They are all from the Holy Spirit. Amen. But all these gifts flow through a man from the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, men can make mistakes. Amen. Holy Spirit can tell you something, and it may come out not correctly the way you want it to. We used that, that, uh, that example last week on how, how uh, a great minister, you know, uh, made a mistake in front of thousands of people. But what did he do? He corrected it. Amen. And got it right. That's why he was the greatest prophet of the 21st century. Or 20, uh, 21st century. Amazing man of God. But why? Because these gifts aren't here to lead us. Now, they can confirm. Now, they can do great confirmations on the inside of us, but they don't lead us. I mean, so if we can get to where we understand these things, you know, we, we won't get to the place where it says, you know what, Carolina, you married the wrong man. You're supposed to be marrying this one over here. You know what, your wife, your husband's over here. And so you, we, won't, we won't allow these things to start taking place. It won't say, you're called into ministry. You're called into business. You're called to have children. You're not called to have children. And when ministers stand up and start doing these things, and people are like, what? I didn't know that. But then they step out, and just because a minister told them to do it, they step out and do it. And 
their life goes to hell when it was actually the, the man that wanted them to do it, not Holy Spirit. Church, anytime words go forth, anytime the gifts of the Spirit in operation, it has to line up with the teacher on the inside of you. I mean, see, I, got, I, I know some people right now that they're desiring to start a church. Listen, listen, they've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying to start a church, but listen, why are they doing that? Because some man said, you're called to do this. You've been in ministry long enough. It's time for you to start a church. And what happens? They still haven't started it yet. Why? I don't know. Amen? But I'm telling you, these things have to line up with our spirit. Amen? Or it will get us off track. I mean, thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. But the Word doesn't say in Romans 8, 14 that them that are led by the uh, gifts of the Spirit of God, amen, are the sons of God. No, it says them that are led by the, by the Spirit of God. Amen? We can't be led by our callings. We can't be led by our giftings. We can't be led by our callings. We can't be led by our giftings. Say, what does that mean? Listen, church, just because you have a grace to be a business owner doesn't mean you can't doesn't mean you can't work with the youth. It doesn't mean you can't work in children's ministry. It doesn't mean you can't be an usher. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, you can't operate in the office of a giver. It doesn't mean you can't be a pastor. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't go into be a missionary. It doesn't mean you can't do those things. Listen, our calling upon our life does not necessarily, you know, box us in to what God has for us to do. I mean, when I went, I went off to Bulgaria right before, right before COVID started, and listen, when I got asked to go over there, I was like, man, I really don't want to go over there. That's not really what I'm called to do, Lord. I'm called to pastor this church, not, not leave the church to go minister to other people. Amen. The Lord said, I want you to go. So, so listen, I stepped outside of that box. You know, I know I'm not a traveling teacher. I'm not a, an evangelist. I'm not, I'm not, these aren't the things that I do. But I'm telling you, church, when we got in, you know, hundreds, got to pray over hundreds and hundreds of people. I saw tumors that just shrunk underneath my hands. Amazing things took place. Why? Because I was obedient, not saying, no, I can't do that because, Lord, you called me to do this. You called me to pastor. You know, you, you know, John, you can't preach a message. You know, you're called to play the guitar in the church. No, that's wrong. Hmm? Those things are wrong. What do we do? We listen to the Spirit on the inside of us. Yeah, we don't do things just because we want to do it. We allow Him to direct us in the things that, the, in the directions that we should be going. Amen. He also won't lead you by your giftings. Amen. Just because you're a good leader in the world doesn't mean you're going to be a good leader in the kingdom. Huh? You say, how do you know that? Because I was a good leader in the world, and I was a lousy leader in the kingdom. Amen? Until God began to change the way I lead. Amen? He began to change the way, the way I lead. I used to be a dictator-type leader. Amen? Is he going to be my way or it's the highway? You can ask my wife. That's why I used to run my marriage, too. It wasn't very successful either until God changed that. Amen? And then when, when hey, now, <laughs> good thing when you have mom-in-law sitting on the front row, amen? But listen, when, when those things got changed on the inside of me and the Lord was preparing me how to be what a leader actually looks like, amen, just like we talked last Wednesday, that what, if you want to be a good leader, you've got to be a good servant. If you want to be the chief leader, you're going to have to be what? You're going to have to be a slave under the kingdom. You're going to have to be a slave under the church. Why? Because this is how Jesus said a proper leader looks like. And when he started changing that, even in my business, I'm telling you, we had, you know, well, I used to have tons of turnover. You know, the last seven, eight years, eight, nine years of my business, I didn't have one person that left. Why? Because I became a great servant and a leader, and it changed the whole aspect of our business. Amen? It began to change the whole aspect in ministry and what God was preparing to put upon us. Amen? Just because you are a good leader don't mean you need to change. I mean, because I'm telling you, most times what the world thinks is a good leader is not what Jesus thinks is a good leader. Amen? But see, our, our giftings don't tell us what we are to do. Any of y'all know who Jesse Duplantis is? How many of y'all know that he's, he is an amazing musician? An amazing musician. 
But see, just because he's an amazing musician, God didn't call him to be a worship leader. Now, what did he call him to do? Call him to be a minister, a minister of the gospel, the one to preach. Well, I don't like to preach. Well, it doesn't really matter. Lean on me. Amen. And I will, I will qualify the called. Amen. See, God doesn't necessarily call the qualified. He'll qualify you to do what he's asked you to do. Amen. You got to know what he's asking you to do. Amen. Why? Because the Lord didn't tell us those that are led by the giftings or our, or our callings of God or the sons of God knows those that are led by the Spirit. Amen. So listen here. We'll finish up. It's, it's, it's my time. Let's just cover a couple of scriptures here in, in Judges chapter 6. In Judges chapter 6, um, for the sake of reading the whole story, we'll just keep it brief for you. In, in Judges chapter 6, we all, we all know this story here. Let me just read a few verses anyhow. It says, um, it says here in, in verse 33, it says, then, then all the Midianites and the Melechites and all the children of the east were gathered together and they went over and pitched up against Jezreel. And then the spirit of the Lord came upon, meaning he clothed Gideon, glory to God. And, and Gideon blew a trumpet and Abiezar and, and gathered after him. And they sent messengers all throughout Manasseh, who also gathered after him the messengers unto Asher and to Zebulun and to Naphtali. And they came up to meet them. And Gideon said unto the Lord, if, if, you, if you will save Israel out of my hand, he goes, as you have said, behold, I'll put a fleece of wool on the floor. And dew will be on the fleece only, and it will be dry upon all, all the earth by it. And we know here in the next verse that, that when he woke up in the morning, you know, he wrung out the, the fleece and uh, it filled up a bowl of water. And then he came up there in verse 39, he says, let me ask you just one more time, Lord, don't be angry with me. He goes, I will speak unto thee once. Let, let me prove, I pray thee, that, that once this fleece, let it now be dry uh, dry only on the fleece and everything around it be, be uh, uh, let everything else be wet around it with dew. And God did that that night and it was dry upon the fleece and everything else was, was, was wet. And then we know what happened. Then, then we know Gideon gathered to 22,000, you know, windled them down to 300 men and went out and he defeated, you know, exactly did exactly what, you know, the angel of the Lord, who was Jesus, what, what he spoke to him to do. Now, listen, now, now, when we read these verses, a lot of people are like, you know what? This is, this is exactly what I'm going to do. I, I read this in the Old Testament. I read what Gideon did, do, uh, did here, and I'm going to put out a fleece. Because, see, Gideon needed verification. He needed confirmation. So I'm going to do the same thing. You know, if I'm going to marry this woman, Lord, this is going to have to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. If I'm going to go start this job, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. If I'm going to step into ministry, this is going to have to happen. This is going to happen. And this is going to have to happen. But listen in church, we assume, amen, just because this is the way Gideon did things is how, this is how we ought to be doing it. But listen, church, there's a big difference between Gideon and you. You say, what is that? You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, amen. We are in a completely different covenant than Gideon. We are not led by fleeces. I mean, I'm telling you, you want to be led by a fleece, that's the only way you're ever going to get fleeced, is if you put out a fleece. Amen. You got, you have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. What in the world are we seeking out anything else besides him? 
I mean, we shouldn't seek out anything else by him. You got God himself that desires to lead you. He desires to teach you. He desires to do these things. Why in the world we put out a fleece? Oh, you know, if X, Y, and Z happen, I'm going to do it. You know, what we need to be doing is, Holy Ghost, what do you want me to do? You want me to go there, and then you know what's going to happen? Then X, Y, Z are going to take place. Amen. See, if we look for X, Y, and Z to take place, you know, and then Holy Spirit's going to say or going to agree with it, that's backwards. We need to flip that around and go by what he's leading us to do, and then Everything he told you, X, Y, and Z, will come to fruition 100% of the time. Not, not just once out of 10, no, 100% of the time it will come to pass. But we got to seek him first in the things that we are doing. Amen? Why? Because fleeces will get you fleeced. Amen? They will get you fleeced. You don't want to get fleeced, don't put out a fleece. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Listen, when, when we're, I'll, I'll close with this. We're, we're moving, when we're moving over here to, to Ireland, uh, we were selling our house in Galveston, which was our, which was our, my dream house. Amen. I love, I love this place. It was a place that God gave to us, and it was it was it was a, it was a great place for us to live. We we enjoyed it. Well, when we went to when we were going to come move over here, we figured we're never coming back under under the United States. Why? Because we have a sense that this is where Lord is going to give us. This is where He's going to keep us. Amen. So this is where we're going to stay. So we sold everything or gave away everything we had before we came over here. One of the two. But one of the last things remaining was our house as a big ticket item. Right? It takes some time to. Sell. So, so me and my pastor and Kimberly and Pastor Leah, they we got together. We're in the we're in the dining room of our house, and and we're sitting there praying, believing God. Wrote out a confession, and then we both had confessions. We're speaking over that this house would be taken care of. Why? So we could get a house over here in this land. Amen. So listen, we were, we we got everything. We were getting everything sorted. We put it on the market. It's a little over a year before before we left. And and you know what? I think we had one in the first six months. I think we had one person that came and looked at the house. Did I get discouraged? Absolutely not. You say, why is that? Because I was standing in faith on what, on what the Lord asked us to do. Amen. But people got discouraged. Some people came up to us. They'd be like, hey, Ryan, has your house sold yet? Yeah, I was like, no, not yet. Or people coming out and looking at it? And I was like, no. They're like, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, we're going to Ireland. Well, well, what if it don't sell? Well, we're going to Ireland, you know. I'll, I'll leave it as simple as that. Amen. Why? Because, see, people, when they, when they get their mind on the way they think things ought to be done, they put out the fleece for you. Amen. They're like, oh, well, if his house sells, then we'll know he's called. If it doesn't sell, oh, poor thing. Poor thing. Amen. So a couple months later go by. Amen. This, see, this is how the adversary uses people and they don't even realize it. Amen. A couple months later, it goes by, some missionaries call us. Like, hey, hey, bro, how's it going? I said, oh, it's going good. They said, you getting ready? I said, oh, yeah, we're getting ready. Everything sold. Yeah, everything sold but our house. They said, oh, well, what about the house? I said, oh, it's going to be sold. And they said, oh, well, let me tell you. When I got called into missions, your house sold in a week. I was like, oh, well, praise the Lord. You know, or, you know the man, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. You know, and click. You know, and then and then about another week goes by, another missionary calls. Hey, bro, how's it going? You getting ready to come to Europe? Yeah, I'm coming. How's your house going? Oh, I hadn't sold. Oh, when our house, when we put our house on the market, it sold within a month. Amen. It gave us enough money to where we could operate for two years on the income. Man, I sure hope your house gets sold. You know, what are you gonna do? And I mean, they're putting out the fleece for you. Putting out. See, not one person ever asked, "What are you and Kimberly believing God for?" See, when we prayed with our pastors, we prayed for one thing, that the house wouldn't sell before, right before we left. Why? Because we have children. 
And we didn't want to be bouncing around from house to house to go try to find a hotel or, or go live with our parents, amen, for, for a, a six months or a year, glory to God, you know, before, before, before we go to Ireland, amen. We didn't want that to happen, amen. And we wanted all of our furniture to sell with it, amen. So we, this is what we were believing God. So about six weeks, six weeks before, before we were to leave, they, the, the estate agent called. How many of y'all know how many people it takes to buy a house? And over here, they like to, you know, go back and forth and stuff. But in the States, usually one person. Amen. It takes one person to buy. Six weeks before we left, got a phone call. said, hey, this guy, he'd like to put an offer. I said, what's the offer? I said, that offer? He can have it. He can have it. He goes, yeah, but see, the problem is it's a cash deal, and he wants to close in 10 days. And I was like, well, let me talk to him. Yeah. So, okay. So I chatted and said, listen, ma'am. You know, we're going into the mission. We're going out into missions. You know, I don't want to go. I don't have the finances. Or I don't desire to spend the finances to, to have a hotel for six weeks or whatever. You know, uh, you know, let's put the closing date back until the day we're going to leave. He said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. He goes, but what are you doing? I said, I'm, we're going to go into missions. And he goes, okay. And he started talking to me a little bit about that. And then he said, okay, I know what I'll do. I said, well, he goes, we're going to close in 10 days. And I said, okay. We'll close in 10 days. What's the catch? And he said, well, the catch is you can stay in the house for free. You know, I will put all the bills in my name, and all you got to do is take care of the house like it was yours. I said, done deal. He called me back the next day. He said, well, Ryan, he goes, what are you doing with all that furniture? I know what European houses look like, you know. You know, how are you going to fit all that furniture in that house? I said, I can't. He goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, why are you calling me? He said, I'd like to buy your furniture. And I said, well, how much? And he said, this much. I said, it's yours. It's yours. Amen. So what happened? We began to have exactly what we're believing God for, exactly what he was leading us for. Amen. For not putting out the fleece. But I'm going to tell you, church, if we would have put out the fleece, oh, Lord, if you can sell this house, if you'll sell our furniture, if you'll do these things, then I'll know this is where I'm called. You know what? I never would have came over here. It never would have happened. Why? Because you would get discouraged, amen, for the way things look like. I'm telling you, church, we can't be led by fleeces. Amen. The only surefire way to get fleeced is put out the fleece. Why? Because Romans 8.14 doesn't tell us as many that are led by the fleeces of God are the sons of God. So many that are led by the Spirit of God. Many that are led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. They are the sons of God. So say this with me. Say, I'm not led by the prophets. I'm not led by my giftings. I'm not led by my callings. I'm not led by the gifts of the Spirit. But I am led by Holy Spirit. I am led by my comforter. I am led by the guide that's on the inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your compassion. We thank you. You love us so much, Lord. You've given us a, a comforter. You've given us a guide, Lord, to, to help lead us, guide us, direct us in everything that we're doing. Lord, mature us up in this, Lord. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is having to say, Lord, that we can be directed in everything that you have for us, Lord, that we won't miss anything. Lord, we won't be late on anything. Lord, we won't be too soon on anything, Lord, that we won't allow, even, even from our brothers and sisters who love us dearly, Lord, we won't allow words to come in to manipulate us and get us off, off track, even if it's not really what they're desiring to do, Lord. Why? Because we'll have ears to hear what you have to say. We'll stay boldly in those things and we'll not be moved because we'll be that confident in who you are in our lives and what you decided desire to do in us, Lord. So we thank you for that, Lord. We glorify you for it. And as is the tradition of this church as we leave, church, we stand on, on your word. We stand on Psalms 91. It says, no evil will follow us. 
May there's any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our, in all of our ways. Lord, the, you have angels protected or, or protecting us from the front, the back, and the side to side. Lord, no, no wicked plan from a wicked man or the devil himself shall come against us or harm us in any way. Lord, we are protected. We're protected on the motorways. We're protected on the railways, the seaways, the airways. Lord, even the walk paths. Lord, no, no, no thing shall come against us to distract us. No snare shall befall us because we are people that are in the intimate place. We are in the secret ply. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, where we can come in intimacy with you. Lord, we know your, your thoughts. We you hear your voice. And another we shall not follow. So we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your teaching. Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us. May the guide on the inside of us teach us. You are the greatest teacher. Reveal unto us what's real and what's not. Reveal us unto you revelations from your word. Reveal unto us your, your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this church. We give you freedom in this church. We say move in this church. Hmm. We thank you for the ambassadors of Christ, each and every one of us. You have called us to be. But we thank you, Lord, here at Island Church. We are covered by the blood. We're empowered by your word. And we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located in the city at 76 Strand Road. And we would love for you to call in and join us. Details are on our website at islandchurch.co.uk.